and welcome back to another episode of the whatever comes up podcast with matan i am matan what's up dude how you doing uh hey matan i'm doing good uh i'm glad to bring um a little more bostic energy to your who podcast. are you who are you um i am noah bostic i'm your cousin oh i i uh, wasn't aware of this i know i hate to break it to you you actually got a couple other cousins what i know um wow well uh that's enough of that bit um but thank you thank you for coming on to the podcast noah thank you you hear um... yeah um yeah that was kind of interesting yeah i'm glad that was kind of interesting um Uh, I got a I got a thought provoking question for you. Uh, how long have you been okay, having how, how long have you been having gay sex for? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I just started getting into it once I got into Seattle. You actually, in order to gain full residency, you have to uh, have gay sex in front of the entire city council. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and if you, you have to get to- a super majority of them who. Uh, approve by that you're enjoying it yes not just that they approve you have to really be into it yeah um and you also have to last for at least 20 minutes 20 minutes well i mean i feel like if you're not gay that there shouldn't be a problem because you're gonna have to like be able to get it up in the first place wouldn't that take 20 minutes of just just arousal yeah you know (laughs) there's are they watching no, the 20 part? minutes of penetration? <laughs> so, so. Hold on. And if you fail, <laughs> you know what the worst part is? If you fail, you can't get zoned parking anywhere in the city. It's ridiculous. What? That's fucking bullshit. Oh my God. I know. It's crazy. These who, goddamn liberals, dude. Yeah. Who invented that fucking rule? I don't know. It's just always been like that. His name was Barack Obama. (laughs) Thanks, Obama, for making us have gay sex to become residents of Seattle. Um, Yeah, honestly, it makes it a really interesting community here, though. I feel like um, I feel like Seattle probably has, I would say, like five to ten times the population of queer people as like the general public in the United States that would be my estimation yeah maybe a little high maybe it's just biased because I I live here and that's kind of like a stereotype of like this area and you started having I I feel like that could be and you started having gay sex when you moved to Seattle as well so that might have affected the bias yeah that yeah that might have affected it a little bit um and that you know you like you walk around and you know that every single person also had to do that test. so <laughs> that probably skews well, the numbers a little bit well what if you were born in seattle though like what do you have to do it then is it like your bar mitzvah when you're 13 we don't like to talk about that but it is it's a bit of a mitzvah situation yeah unfortunately yeah I didn't know there were Jews. I didn't know Jews were allowed in Seattle. Oh, there's plenty of Jews here. I, as far as I know, I don't think a, I'm the only one. 
Is there any other special requirements uh, you have to do for residency if, if you're a Jew trying to live in Seattle? If you're a Jew trying to live in Seattle, that's yeah. a good question. Um, yeah, it yeah. helps if you like own a Subaru, I think. <laughs> that gets you a tax, that gets you a tax credit. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big tax deduction. No, I, I don't know. Actually, I thought about getting a Subaru after my fucking car got totaled last year. Oh, but, your car um, got totaled? The Beamer, right? You had a BMW. Yeah, man, the Beamer. The Beamer. Um, it turns out it's not actually worth very much, though. But yeah, really? I fucking, I was helping my girlfriend move, and uh, I might have already told you about this. But it's fine. Just tell me for we, the pod. I was like... For the pod. Um, pod. So I was helping my girlfriend move into her new place last September. And uh, I was driving a U-Haul and she was taking my car. Um, I was taking the U-Haul because it's more difficult to drive in the city with a big truck. Um, and she was just stopped at a stoplight and got fucking rear-ended by some guy who just, and he just like, it was like downhill and the guy had a bigger car, so it just absolutely obliterated my trunk. Oh no! Um, and then that then that was like my first experience having to deal with like all the bullshit of like car insurance and like figuring out you know like how you get like reimbursed when something like that happens. Um, was it fun? So and also, oh, it was it was a blast, dude. I got to like call Liberty Mutual like eight times in a week and fucking i had to go to like and then you have to go and get like estimates for the repairs and then yeah you have and then like did you get to be on hold first, too oh I've, i was probably on hold actually liberty mutual is actually like a pretty good customer service mm. experience overall i think relative to like um i feel like I've, I had to call Sprint a bunch of times when I got Sprint. Um, I didn't know they were phone. still. I didn't know they were still in business. Well, this they they got they like merged or got acquired by T-Mobile, I think. But this was this was like over a year ago, so I think it was before that. Yeah. Um, but they, I think they had the worst customer service of any place I'd ever called before, in my recollection. Wow, that that sounds fascinating. It's really interesting, man. Um, <laughs> you know, they one time I called them and uh, they like they do this thing where I feel like fifty percent of the time you call and you like get somebody that was like trained to actually help people with their issues, and then the other fifty percent of the time you get somebody who just has no idea what the fuck they're doing and their yeah. job is just to like keep you on the phone for like 30 minutes so it seems like they're doing something yeah and not resolve the, your issue yeah and i swear to god one time i was on the phone for like 30 minutes and then they just didn't know how to resolve my issue and they just hung up in the middle of the call <laughs> to make it seem like they disconnected but i know yeah. and then another time i fucking called and they like the person i called didn't know how to resolve my issue so they like well, it redirected me to like the tech support people, but accidentally started a conference call with all three of us. And like the two different people from Sprint were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this other person on the line? 
and and uh and you were um and you're still uh you're still a customer of sprint um i am still a customer of sprint or whoever they merged with why why t-mobile i believe they merged with T-Mobile. i don't know i don't don't remember i thought yeah i thought i thought you knew a lot about uh to the phone companies and the things why wait why aren't you at verizon or at&t why are you on sprint um to be honest that's still that's like the last um recurring cost that my parents still pay for me so cellular that is one thing that i don't worry about too much yeah well um that's really that's great i'm, I'm really happy for you that you get to have this relationship with sprint where sounds like it's working out yeah i i have stuff with the phone too uh believe it or not i use the phone from time to time um really i don't What's know i don't situation in australia yeah I don't, I don't know if you knew that about me that i i make phone calls sometimes um well i my the people i talk to on the phone the most like that are the goddamn uh department of immigration people like home affairs so oh really they're they're pretty much the exact same thing where they actually have no fucking idea their own rules and they just you call them and there's a million different prompts there's like they're trying to get you to not call them and to use the website and to do that to answer your questions but the problem is that the goddamn website doesn't answer any of your goddamn questions so i fucking hate that so so you know i want it i'm on this thing called the covid visa right now which is free and it was supposed to be a last resort visa and I used it because I it was free, not because I didn't have my farm days. Um, but yeah, so I'm on that. And like now I have my farm days because, you know, you're only allowed to do farm work on this visa. So I technically have the days for a second working holiday year. And I'm trying to find out if uh, if I'm allowed to use the days that I built up, accumulated on my COVID visa to, to apply for a second working holiday. And so I'm like, okay, like I'll call the Department of Home Affairs. I'll call immigration, see what they have to say. They don't fucking know. And they don't know. They don't know a goddamn yeah. thing. And then they're just on the That's phone. That's the fun like, part. Yeah. And they're like, we don't, we're actually not allowed to advise you. We're, we're legally barred. You have to use a migration agent. It's like, why, why, why do you exist if, if I can't go through you? Wait, so what, do you have like restricted types of work that you're allowed to do? Technically, I'm only allowed right on this visa that I'm at right now, the co- the coronavirus 408 visa. I'm only allowed to do work in a critical sector, aka farming. Um, oh. It was it was a bit of a blunder on my part. Um because I was very poor at the time that I wanted to do this visa and I didn't want to I also very prideful person, you might know that about me. Uh but I I uh, didn't want to ask my parents for any money to help pay for the visa, so I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Same. I'll do I'll do a COVID visa and uh, it'll it'll get me out of here. The thing is, they gave me a year, so it was like a whole second year. And then I worked for three months on the farm, and I was like, oh my god, fucking, you know, kill me now. But but I so now I'm here in Noosa. Not to, I haven't done farm work for the last couple of months, but. I can only do cash work. So I'm just, I'm very limited in the amount of money I can make right I now. See. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a pickle. That's for sure. It's, it's definitely a bit of a situation. Um, but yeah, I, would, I mean, would I, you not have been able 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead, go ahead. Were, were you not going to be able to stay in Australia if it wasn't for, like, did getting the COVID visa allow you to stay when you otherwise wouldn't have been able to? I probably could have stayed because you're supposed, or when you do a working holiday visa, you get uh, a year, right? So you pay $500 for a year, 500 Australian dollars, roughly. And, um, and then if you want a second year on your working holiday visa, you have to work 88 days of farm work. So essentially like three months, three and a half months of farm work. Um, Damn. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a long time. But so I sort of had, I had the days, but I wasn't 100% sure. And the thing is, is that you have to just send in your pay slips and then you give them the money and they can still reject it. And then you just lost 500 bucks because it's just a processing fee. So I had it's, to do what? Yeah, that is ridiculous. That's a year. Your visa can get denied and you can still have paid $500 just to get denied. Um, it probably wouldn't have gotten denied. Like I probably would not have gotten denied because I had the days, but it was a risk for sure. Um, and I just kind of assumed that I would not be considering even staying for a third year. Uh, but now here I am six months into my second year and it, uh, it's just, it's amazing. The time's just flying by faster than ever. So yeah, I bet. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would consider staying longer than October because now October doesn't even seem like that long from now. Yeah. So what, what, what was your, what are your takeaways from doing like farming work overall? Cause you've done like a couple different oh, types lot, of farming work. Lots of farms at this point, right? Lots of farms. Yeah. I've probably worked uh, like seven, eight months on farms since I've been traveling. Which wow. Is fucking insane. Um, Cause I never would have done that back in America. I think, I think it'd, it'd be, a lot of people back home could benefit from it because it humbles you a lot. You kind of learn, you get, you go back to the dirt from which you came from, you know, you're reminded that at the end of the day, you're just dirt. And then it's always good to remember. Yeah. That just you're remember. dirt. You're literally, you are dirt. Um, and when you work in your big fancy tech job, Noah, um, <laughs> you're, you like that you get the, you get the thinking that you're not just dirt. You're more than dirt. You're a human being, but that farming reminds you the truth that, you're just a piece of dirt roll in your dirt yeah you're dirt and uh, dirt you shall return to and um yeah so it, it's look is it fun is farming fun kind of kind of you you get to curse a lot at work you get to meet a lot of random weird people that sometimes are cool sometimes are really redneck sometimes both um meet a lot of Vanuatu you meet a lot of different people you know like Vanuatans redneck Australians backpackers so I've met some of some really awesome I made awesome friends farming and sure waking up at five in the morning six in the morning every day and working for eight nine ten eleven hours a day just doing the most repetitive thing over and over again like banana hanging or I don't know mango picking is just some repetitive shit uh, it gives you an appreciation for the that the fact that you can just go to the supermarket and and eat these things and not really have to think about or wonder how they even arrived. Um, so yeah, I would recommend I would recommend it for 
people who want to be reminded of their dirtiness. I do. I forget that I'm dirt sometimes. That's, yeah. That would be a good reminder. Are you just like out in the field having an existential crisis all day? Oh, oh yeah. Well, so then there's certain farms that I've worked out where you weren't allowed to listen to music or headphones or podcast. Oh, and that's brutal, man. That That is hard because, you know, you're already you already have way too much like time to think when you're there. So, you know, without music or podcast to distract you, you just have your thoughts. Um, and, but that's, that's also like, it's like a good exercise because you learn a lot about mental discipline and not letting your thoughts get out of control or anything like that. But wow. I mean, yeah, when I had, when I had my headphones and listening to podcasts, I was just like plow through hundreds of podcasts. So in a weird way, I've actually learned more about the world farming than I ever did in college. Then, which is that is interesting. I yeah, I actually feel like I've had kind of a similar experience, just fucking like crushing podcasts at work all day, and like occasionally being like, "Man, I feel like I'm learning things that are more interesting than a lot of the courses I took in college." I mean, it's like a different kind of learning, like the yeah. academic learning versus yeah. the just like listening to a story about something but no yeah, it man, i've become like totally acclimated to listening to podcasts and music at work i actually think i would have a really hard time doing a job where i wasn't allowed to do that right now so you're able to focus on a podcast while you're doing some uh and what do you do again engineering what yeah so i so right now i do i would say my main job is doing machine design um, which, so I work as a mechanical engineer, but my main job function is like to basically to create like 3d models of parts in uh, a program called SolidWorks. And then those parts are, they're like smaller parts of like a much larger, more complicated machine. Um, so at least that's going to be my job. So I'm, I'm quitting my job this upcoming Wednesday. It's going to be my last wow. day there. Wow. Um, How do you feel? I feel so good about it, dude. I am so ready to move on to something else. Um, like, so are you just going to spend all day just furiously masturbating? <laughs> well, uh, it, I mean, that's my normal Monday routine. So I don't think that I'll really have to interrupt that, even though it's my last day. But no, I mean, I do have like, I got to, you know, I want to leave like on good terms and I've been uh, I've been working on just this like monstrously complicated and gigantic and long term project for like the past like over a year now. Yeah. And this project, we're like years and like maybe even like hundreds of thousands of dollars invested wow. into this project, and I honestly feel like it's going nowhere and um <laughs> which feels bad to say but I, I just feel like the farther we get into it the more we realize there's just these big problems that are going to prevent us from ever producing like a valuable piece of equipment yeah so I have to like tie up my loose ends with this big project but I'm really glad I, I feel like at some point like my CEO's head is going to explode when he realizes that this project may or may not have been like a gigantic waste of resources. He doesn't, he doesn't realize yet. He doesn't know yet. He, 
No, I don't think so. I, he's really like, he's the only person at the company who it has confidence that this project is going to succeed <laughs> well, <laughs> out of like maybe like eight to 10 people that work on it consistently at this point. Sounds like good um, company culture there. Like honest, honesty, <laughs> honesty seems to be a big part of the, the vibe. Uh, it's so bad, man. God damn it. It's one of the reasons I'm very glad to be leaving. You don't like, you um, don't like the company culture of this job? No, not really. Um, it's it's kind of weird. I, I don't really feel like we were like, you know, uh, I don't feel like we were really valued as employees there. Like, and by the way, I'm I'm very. I feel like if I wasn't about to quit my job, I might not be so candid about all the things I don't like on it about it. Um, yeah, on a recorded podcast that anybody can listen to. But now that I am, um, you're gonna you're you know, gonna. Yeah, I, I can dish a little bit. Not that you know, I real I have no real ill will against any of the people that I worked with. But um, so when you so when you say you're gonna you're gonna like part on good terms, are you gonna just on the last day you're gonna have your box of stuff and you're gonna hold it and then put it down on the table and just be like, "Fuck you, go fuck yourself, bitch! I fucking hate you." I'm gonna say it's been really great working with you guys, and I've had like I've learned a lot of important stuff, and I've had a lot of great experiences. And I'm gonna leave, and then I'm gonna come back and be like, "You guys, I'm sorry, I forgot one more thing." And then I'm just gonna fucking throw my box on the ground and just shred my jeans off of my legs and just yeah. go sprinting down the hallway, screaming at people, and fucking kick over the water cooler and yeah, you know, Straight smash the coffee pot. It sounds like, like it, it sounds like uh, the arousal stage before you go to City Hall to, to get your uh, residency for Seattle. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. That's a really hard test. And if you got to fucking like burn your bridge at a job, you just quit in order to get it up for the city council. I would yeah. say that that's that's a bridge well burned. In yeah. My opinion. So 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 when are you uh, leaving Seattle then? So I'm moving to LA in probably early June. Um, so that gives you a solid two months of jerking off. Absolutely. And I'm going to make good use of it. Um, yeah. I do. I'm, I'm pretty excited though. Cause I, I just got my second <laughs> Pfizer vaccine. Not necessarily about the jerking off. Listen, that, I had plenty of time for that before. Um, <laughs> Mondays, I do, I, I, yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Mondays I clear my schedule. And then I get it yeah. all out of my system for the yeah. rest of the week. Yeah. Um, but you got your yeah, you got, got your got vaccine. That, I, I got my vaccine, got my second Pfizer. Um, and I'm actually gonna like do some traveling now, which I haven't done in over a year. Are you gonna travel so. to a sper- uh, to a sperm bank? <laughs> Must have been really horny before you started recording this podcast. You wanna know all my I mean, yes, I'm gonna to go to a sperm bank, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, no, un- I unre- can... unrelated. I am going to sperm <laughs> Listen, bank. <laughs> I just like hanging out there for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe. I mean, now that you're you you uh you're free of your job, they might be hiring from uh, for like some mechanical engineers. <laughs> at the sperm bank the most efficient way yeah they, they need more efficient ways of distributing the sperm 
of distributing it or i feel honest i hate to say it i feel like if a sperm bank hired a mechanical engineer it would probably be to design a machine that jerks guys off you know that sounds like a really fulfilling type of project you know like you don't really get to you don't really get to experience that sort of work in in your line of in your field too often you got a special i mean that's the problem is i you know like if if they had a job description for that it would require like five years of experience already building machines that jerk people off you know? yeah so I five years i'm qualified classic dude everything yeah, everything probably. is always five years of experience you know like where how are you supposed to just uh how are you just supposed to like do that from how are you supposed to accumulate that experience you know you i don't know where i was going with that i don't know maybe if you like work in japan that there's probably more of that opportunity yeah. around yeah for sure uh the japanese they're freaky they're freaky people yeah have you ever been to japan no but i i know some japanese people here they're great yeah i feel like that could you so you went to some southeast asian countries yeah right? i went to thailand laos the philippines cambodia and and that's it yeah excuse me but wait wait wait. but Sounds before like a good trip yeah it was, it was a good trip in lots of oh sorry i wanted to hear more about what so you're moving to la and and what part of la what are you going to be doing in la um it is um so the job is like right on the border of like orange county and la county um and to be mm -hmm. honest i know like nothing about that area so i'm gonna go visit oh wait like what what's the what's the name of the city um i think the neighborhood is santa fe springs i believe but it's oh. like it's like la it's just like a million neighborhoods all clustered right next to each other so Wait, it confuses me a little bit i'm gonna take a piss but um i'll be right you can blather away about whatever you want for a second i have to fill dead air are you kidding me wait actually i have a question oh he's gone already never mind um anyways i don't know i've, I've got nothing else to talk about Actually, I do. I have a good story about Matan that I can tell while he's not here. Um, this is kind of like a classic Bostic family story. Um, it was me and my dad and his dad and uh, our siblings. And we went up to Lake Tahoe. This must have been the better part of 10 years ago. We went up to a small town outside of Lake Tahoe. Um, and when we got there, okay. uh, the first thing that happened, that was like, that was such a fast piss. Are you kidding me? I, I was did. Just, I, I was going, I was. I didn't wash my hands. <laughs> did you make it to the bathroom at least? I did. Some my, my roommate actually had just gone in there right before me and he took a giant shit. So I wanted to get out of there as soon as possible because it, it smelled quite, quite disgusting. Oh God, that I have stories about that from my current job maybe i shouldn't get into that i was actually i was just getting into the story of uh the time that we went to lake tahoe and uh you uh, <laughs> got to the place we were staying at and um the first thing that happened is that your dad 
walked in the front door and put the keys down on the table and locked the door and then walked out and closed it, locking us out of the house <laughs> instantly. And uh, within five minutes of arriving, <laughs> I think he was the only person that made it into the house. Yeah. Um, in my recollection. And then we had to send Gabe, my younger brother, in through like a tiny bathroom window <laughs> that was unlocked. It was like a couple in. of hours before we figured out how to get in. Was it a couple hours? It was a I while. Might... Well, we looked for the spare key. Like we wanted to see if the owner of the house who was renting it had any spare keys. And so that was that was a whole pursuit. But um, yeah, I, yeah, maybe we called them. I, it, this is kind of a story that like I've heard it and told it so many times that I've, I, I don't even know if I have like an actual memory of it anymore. Oh, you tell memory. you. Oh, you t- this is one of your stories that you tell that you tell uh, non-bostics this i've told quite a few non-bostics but you know this isn't probably like the first story i break out because it's really gross but um this is i'd say people that have known me for a long time <laughs> i've probably told this story too oh well there's a lot of different layers to this story it's just the whole trip <laughs> it was just like a cursed trip yeah it's uh it's it's got something for everybody so so um, so yes yeah, so we break gabe into so we sneak gabe in through the window and that's how we finally get into the house and then um yeah. and then and then we were just like you know we were some mischievous kids back then how like i guess our family dynamic would be like how would you how would you describe it at that at that juncture in time um like the our whole extended family more like the or just like between r two yeah between r two pockets of the family um that's a good question. I feel like our personal dynamic especially when we were younger is that like you were always kind of like getting into trouble and like getting me to be like your accomplice to do things like that, and I was always kind of like a little bit uncomfortable with it, but I always figured you knew what you were doing, so I would tag along with you Mm -hmm. and uh that was that was the basis of several pieces of serious mischief that i think we got up to yeah so Um, then so then what happened on that trip after we snuck in so uh, my recollection is that immediately after that you went into the bathroom took a giant shit the pipes were frozen (laughs) and the bathroom was unusable for the rest of the trip the one bathroom so we all had to share the other bathroom <laughs> <laughs> or no wait actually maybe it was your dad it was my dad it was my dad yeah, yeah. No, he, I'm, yeah I'm sorry he you're skipping ahead you're skipping ahead in the story i know i kind of spoiled the next thing that it's fine it's fine <laughs> the, the audience won't care <laughs> it's uh the next thing that happens is of course the exact same thing but with you in our only other bathroom yeah and do you remember taking how out of yeah sorry go ahead i was just gonna say you took out of commission the only other toilet we had access to in our entire property at that point point. and do you remember what we were doing when we found out that the other <laughs> bathroom was out of commission <laughs> so i think we were like playing hide and seek yeah and uh this is also something I, I I wonder if this is actually how it went down or just how I remember it. But my recollection is that Gabe and I were like hiding in one of the bedrooms under and the bed. our dad came in. Yeah, you were so under think, the bed. 
<laughs> okay, that makes yeah. sense because he started flipping out. He was so mad because after your dad had clogged the first toilet, he had been like, okay, nobody used the other bathroom. And then you went in and immediately clogged the other toilet. So yeah, I had, was, to, in, I had to take my a recollection. Shit. That you, but that doesn't make any sense. What obeyed his orders? Why wasn't it? Why, 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 what toilet would I have used? You know, like, what was I supposed to use? The toilet well, that was already clogged, full of shit, <laughs> just keep using that one. I think it was just like, okay, before we got to figure out how to make these toilets usable. Before was it, was it the same else... day? It was the same day, right? It was the first day of the trip. I, that, I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, my recollection is that both of the toilets got clogged in like a very short time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first day of the trip. It was the first day of the trip. And then you yeah. and you and Gabe are hiding. We're playing hide and seek and you and Gabe are hiding underneath the bed. And your dad comes in to the because to, like the toilet was like part of the, that bedroom, um, you know, like connected to that bedroom. <laughs> And your dad comes in and he sees the, the shit, the shit full and the toilet full of shit. And oh, no. <laughs> right. What did, what did he, he was just screaming like curse words. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. He, he thought that he like had a moment of privacy to just like lose his mind about both of the <laughs> being clogged already. But Gabe and I were under the bed in the room. And that was the first time um, you guys heard curse words in your life. How, do you remember how old we were when that I happened? Think, I think I was nine. You were nine. Okay. So that was, I, I thought we were older nine or that, 10. But... We were, we know we were around like maybe I was 11. I was either like nine, 10 or 11. Dude. I don't know anything that happened to me before like eight years ago. I have no idea how old I was. That's just become like a single chunk of time. Yeah. In my mind. But do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, but then there was the other event from this trip that happened as well. The, the closing event of the trip. Unless there was another thing that happened in between that. But um, is it a, a, also a shit related? Event no, it wasn't this? shit related. It was when you okay. broke your. Uh, it was when we went sledding on the yeah, last. Okay. On the last day of the trip. Yeah, we uh, just we had to close it out with yeah. that so, so th this is like that is a perfect example of like the dynamic though because we got to like the sledding hill and i was following you going up the mountain to well, like we ran ahead of our well so yeah so, so we place to sled from so it was like me you your brother and my sister were all around between like uh your brother was the youngest he's probably like seven right maybe six i think he was seven um he was very he was very young poor poor gabe he'd always had it i was pretty brutal to him as a child uh just like yeah. thankfully for him i grew out of that um but but yeah we we get there we get to the sledding hill and this was before any of us really skied too so this was like the only thing we could really do and and then I'm like, no, come on, like, let's go, let's run to the top of the hill. Cause like, obviously I wanted to go do the most dangerous thing possible. And, uh, and so then you're just like, okay, like Matan usually knows what he's doing. And um, which I don't know why you believe that at, at that age, but you know, just confidence. I was, I was a, I was impressionable. As impressionable. A yeah. 
And then so then we run up to the top of this hill and it's like really it's really big hill really high up there and there's like these jump tracks on the hill and uh, i was really excited by this because i was like wow like i can get air on my sled and uh and and do this and i I didn't really think of the repercussions from from this sort of activity and then we raced down the hill before our dads could even really notice what was going on because they were dealing with the younger kids you know getting out of the car right (laughs) and we raced down and, and like halfway down this hill not even halfway we're just like going insanely fast taking these jumps and uh and then you what happened after that you so there's like a big jump it like my recollection is that there's like a big crater in the hill and none of the families went above that crater but then you went above so i just (laughs) followed you up there to the top to the top yeah yeah to the top and then like we got down to the the point on the hill where there's that crater and you like were ahead of me and bailed out of your sled yeah but i had no control over myself so i just took this gigantic jump and then landed like square on my back on like an icy patch i think you were, like the next I think thing i know you might have been on like a saucer sled too so you there was just like absolutely no control Oh God. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember, but it might've been that you were, you were, I was on a normal sled, so I had a little bit more control, but you were just like on the saucer. Yeah. And then there's, I was just like on the ground crying and there were like adults, like looking down on me, like, Oh God, like what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with this kid? <laughs> and then, uh, and then you did my t- back really hurt for probably like a week or two after that. You, you you couldn't sled with us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So like the first jump took me out of fucking commission for the entire time. I remember your dad was so mad at me. Your dad was like <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and then I, I kept sledding because obviously I wasn't too injured, but I I remember I definitely suffered some consequences for that. Uh there was definitely some sort your dad verbally assaulted me no doubt about it on that really you got verbally assaulted for <laughs> well that? i think the accumulation of that in the bathroom incident uh just it was just too much for your dad to handle <laughs> and all you know and all of our trips all of our trips that uh our cousins and us you know our part of the family took together were cursed too because the other trip that we did the one other trip we did the snow when we were even younger your dad ran into a boulder on the way (laughs) way to the mountain wait is that is that what happened like my recollection is that he ran over like a sharp rock or something he ran over a rock and then did he get what happened he got like a flat tire he got a flat tire i don't remember how that was resolved did we like I don't remember either. I think he had to get towed or no, he probably just got like, he probably just, he was upset. I remember he, like, I remember it was a whole thing and we had to like pick you up. <laughs> we had to pick you and Gabe up from, from the car. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. And that car was so disgusting, you know, cause Lior, my uncle, my other uncle on the other side of the family, he, he got that car after you guys had it. And we would, me and my sister, we would drive around with him in that car sometimes. And the car was named stinky. 
What did you guys do to it? It was called no. It was not that what we did to it. It was what you guys did to it after it was what you and your brother did to it when <laughs> you owned the car because the car just like reeked. It just smelled like fucking barf and shit, and there were stains everywhere. And so Lior, my uncle, he had to he had to put like this very strong air freshener to like to alleviate the shit smell of this car. God, what just, did we do to it? Did you like? You guys desecrated it. You desecrated it. We shit in the car. No, well, you you puke. You definitely there were definitely pukes. There was like a giant puke stain all over the back seat of the car. And oh my god! Yeah, it was it was massive. It was honestly a massive puke. I remember this vividly, like sitting in the back seat, trying not to sit in the puke stain, <laughs> but like you couldn't avoid it. You know, you. you <laughs> Like as soon as it was you got, the, the entire seat was a giant puke stain. It was. It point. was like a whole yeah, it was a and he had that car for years. So and we would always get into stinky and and what like me and my sister would fight over who has to sit, who gets to sit in the front seat. <laughs> because like if you sat in the back seat, there was not really any avoiding the puke stain. <laughs> because every time you got in the car, it got like a bigger than the last time. Yeah, it it, it, it somehow did that. It just kept defi- defying like physics by just growing. It was like an alien, you know. Um, I'm beginning to think Lior was just puking in the back seat of his car constantly. No, no. Not telling you guys about it. I was, yeah, it was just fucking hilarious that he named the car Stinky. What, what was it? My mom's old Camry. Yeah, it was that shitty toy. It was like a 2001 Toyota Camry. Oh man, I didn't even really remember that car. I didn't know Lior bought that. I don't think he bought it. I think like it was pretty much unsellable after after you guys were done. <laughs> after the right? puke stains. After all the puke stains. Like it was full of stains. It was full of stains. It was it was honestly disgusting. Like everywhere. All over the car. What happened to this car, dude? I'm gonna have to ask my mom about that. Or is that just what happens when like you have a kid that just well, you two kids, two kids, yeah, have. two kids, yeah. yeah. Well, we had a we had a car, we had another, we had a like a a Mazda van that, you know, funny enough, it was actually not my sister and I weren't the ones who stained it. It was or made it smell bad. It was my dad. He spilled this olive oil all over the car, and so the car, oh, no. and and I guess like and I guess that's a big no no because the car after that ever from that point on the car just reeked of just rancid olive oil. And, and you you literally couldn't sit in it without having the windows open because it was just it was just a horrible horrible smell god damn that's a big mistake adding yeah. like a permanent bad smell to your car yeah yeah you don't want that no no you mike i'm kind of dealing with a situation like that right now actually uh with my car oh, yeah yeah well so wait what, what's your car situation right now so i've for the last year and a half i've had this uh station wagon holden commodore it's like one of the most common cars in australia great car like very reliable you know not not the sexiest car in the world but you know she's she's she does all right and um and it was all good you know i took reasonably okay care of it uh it didn't smell too bad there was a little bit of trash laying around the seats but th- that's fine you know that's part of the price that's normal that's normal like a young man's car yeah you know sometimes you just can't get rid of some trash and you just have to throw it into the passenger seat and um 
and leave it there for and leave, six months to a and, year. Yeah, and, and you know, and you want your passengers to feel valued and that you care about them. So you know, they sit in the they sit in the trash. They move it around a little bit. It's okay. Uh, and and so I give people rides sometimes, but and I gave my friend a ride, and I didn't know that he'd had he didn't close the window in the back seat it's like a rolly window and he didn't close it and then it rained it just pissed rain for like three days and oh no i didn't really drive the car that time and i I wasn't really aware of that that there was a crack in the window in the back window and so then i i I opened the car one day i think i was even like bring i was with a girl too like i think i was actually like trying to like take a girl somewhere and then i opened the fucking you're like hold on let me just pull my car around yeah, and then I and I go to like open the car and it just like smells like fucking shit and it's so bad and and then I see there's this giant puddle in the back seat like on the on the <laughs> ground like this huge like it's literally it's literally like two oh, inches man. deep two inches deep this puddle and I I I drove around with it before I even noticed that it was there and then I it's like sloshing along sloshing in between the front seat and the back seat uh just getting everywhere and so finally i had to like find some towels from the hostel and clean it but um ever since then the the smell situation has been not ideal because i uh i don't really know how to clean that clean that up you know how to get rid of that smell yeah i don't know like once it gets deep enough into the fucking fabric in your car i don't it might just be it's over a permanent smell it's yeah be over it is over. So, you know, one blunder, you know, one blunder is all it takes for for that sh- smell, for the shit smell to consume the car. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one thing I realized after my car got totaled is uh, if you have a used car or a car that's really even like older than like maybe 12 years, it really only takes like a pretty small uh, like fuck up to just total the car or completely demolish its value in any way. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So that's, that's the, uh, that's some history right there. That's some good, that's some good history for, for anyone who's interested in some that. Bostic history. <laughs> some Bostic yeah, I wonder if yeah. anybody else is, is interested in that story. So how do you, how do you, yeah, I got a question for you. How do you deal yeah. with the, with the, with the knowledge of being a Bostic every day of your life? I, I feel pretty good about being a Bostic most of the time, I think. Um, yeah. It is, it's a burden. <laughs> um, knowing, mostly knowing that I'm going to grow up to be like uh, an old Bostic. Yeah. That, that is a weight. That's a, a burden on it's my a, mind. It's a big weight. Gonna, it's a, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, you think I think about it a lot. You know, that's probably my biggest fear. Not not becoming an old Bostic. Well, I guess technically, yeah, becoming an old Bostic, but becoming an old white guy. That's my biggest fear in life. And it's because it's it's a hundred percent gonna happen. And yeah. uh and old white guys are literally the least liked demographic of society. <laughs> that, like, that might be true. What old event white guys? Yeah, what event is better with an old white guy there? What What do you mean? Like, can you think of any sort of gathering that is improved by the presence of an old oh, white oh, guy? Oh, what event? Yeah. Um, 
a funeral? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. It's a little bit of uh, yeah, Bostic humor there. But you feel you feel back to being Bostic. You feel you feel happy about it. Yeah, I think so. I feel happy. No, I, I feel, feel happy like, about it too. I like being a young Bostic. It's a good feeling, I think. So when you just so, yes, yeah, so you were very careful never to get caught jerking off at work or anything like that. I was very, very crafty, and I actually would um, not use my hands sometimes. Wow, that's yeah. well, that's pretty impressive. So you yeah, what you got to do? You just slam your dick in a door over and over again. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, you can't. You know, you don't learn this stuff on the news. Yeah, this is this is uh, you can only learn this in podcasts. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. Wow. That's you know, I I'm I'm shocked and also impressed. But how do how, how would your dick be able to weather that sort of abuse day in and day out? Uh poorly, to be honest. Um, in fact, it actually doesn't really work, but I figure it's actually horribly misshapen. <laughs> it's really I've destroyed it. But I figure one of these days, you know, persistence. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now that you uh, are double vaccinated, uh, do you have any plans for this summer, for white boy summer? You familiar with this uh, this term? Well, I've heard people say white boy. What is, is that just like when you're a white boy and you're like getting drunk and it's summer? Yeah, you know what that means. Yeah, I, I, I think that's literally all it means. I'm not really, I don't know. I'm not really clued that's, in. That's that's really sick. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess I might be partaking in some white boy summer. And, um, and yeah, I I think that might be in order. I have I'm gonna do like some traveling before I go back to working full time in June. Where um, do you want to go travel? I think I'm going to go, I might do a trip, like I want to go up to Denver and visit um, a good friend of mine from high school. And then I want to go up to Chicago and visit uh, my brother, Gabe. Oh, yeah. And I might also go to New York City and visit a couple people I know there. So I might just do like all three trips in one. Wow. That's fun. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's been uh, a lot of time cooped up in the city the past couple months, especially. In Seattle, yeah. Yeah, in wintertime. Sucked. Has it been a depressing winter in Seattle? What's a, is it rainier than usual? Um, weather-wise, it wasn't particularly bad as far as I remember. Um, but it mostly just with COVID, it's like, you know, like I didn't go home for the holidays for i mean the first time in my entire life i think that I, yeah you know didn't see my family at all during the holidays your girlfriend um, didn't either um she i don't think so i think for thanksgiving and for like christmas times she was also in seattle damn um it could have been some valuable yeah. masturbation time ruined <laughs> absolutely soiled no i'm, I'm just kidding just was, like your uh, pants would have been i really keep going really keep going back to this well Matan, i think you gotta just jerk off 
and clear your mind. Yeah, if only Not we were, necessarily right now. If but. only we were that simple. <laughs> All right, let me get started on that. Um, <laughs> no, if only we were that simple. It'll clear your mind. Yeah. Just a simple jerk off. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't really get the job done. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, anyways, yeah. Very sad winter in Seattle. Um, I feel like a lot of people got depression this year on a very sad note. I fortunately I my I've been in pretty good spirits. Um but I just feel like I can see people are just like a little bit psychologically drained, you know? Yeah. You know, I heard an interesting thing about COVID too, is that like one in three people who have COVID uh, end up having neurological conditions after afterwards. Yeah. I, I also heard that. I don't, I don't know what the extent of that is. Yeah. It could be fake news. Yeah, or just like I don't know exactly what that like. That's kind of like a broad thing, having neurological damage, you know, or like mental, or you like have new mental mental issues that you didn't have before. Like, I mean, I'm sure depression is included in that sort of thing, or anxiety. Yeah. But everyone's fucking anxious now. Everyone's depressed and everyone's anxious. Do you think? Do you think people were always were always this like depressed, anxious, or is it just now our society is more open to? saying allowing people to say that they're depressed and anxious um i don't know that's a good question i mean i definitely feel like people have like a better vocabulary now to discuss mental health issues than they did a generation ago definitely um, i don't know i mean there's like so many like competing factors in it like definitely some things about the way that I think like the rise of social media and being like hyper aware of everybody else's lives probably impacts people's mental health though in a lot of ways like the quality of life has gone up a lot in the last generation yeah have you ever tried clubhouse like that audio social media app no i just a friend of mine the other day was explaining to me how it works and uh it sounds pretty interesting um it's it's very niche. I'm surprised how much attention it's getting. But it, I was obsessed with it. Pretty cool. I was obsessed with it like a, a month and a half ago, but and I would use it all the time. Now I never go on it anymore. But really? it's well, it's not because I don't want. It's not because I don't like it. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why I don't go on it anymore. I guess, I guess I'd rather like consume a podcast than like listen to live live stuff. Which is weird because it's like essentially a live podcast, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why something doesn't appeal to me about it anymore. What kind of stuff were you watching or listening to on it? Mostly tech stuff and there's a lot of futurists and it's like literally, yeah, stuff was whatever, man. There's like a Warriors clubhouse. There's like, they talk about NFTs and all this weird shit. Um and so, and then, like, if you have a comment, you like notify the person hosting the room. You have a comment, and then they like unmute you for a second, and you mm-hmm. can like say whatever shit you want to say. And then they mute you again and talk about it. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. It's fascinating. Does it work well? Oh, um, not for me because I have the piece of shit phone. 
uh, you know, I don't have a piece of shit phone. I have an iPhone, but I have a piece of shit phone provider. So it doesn't really work that well for me. But uh, look, I'm getting I'm getting kind of tired. So uh, you want to you want to wrap this up pretty soon? Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know how much good material we got here, but uh, you always do. I mean, you I mean, this. unless unless you're going to be too busy jerking off, like we're going to have plenty of time to record some more. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, it's just like your schedule, your day planner is just like <laughs> Come through a little bit. Ma- just like masturbate for like the first six Yikes. hours of the day. I could do I could squeeze you in for like 30 minutes on June 15th. <laughs> Does that sound good for you? Yeah, that sounds kind great. of a all right. Well, uh, thank you for coming on to whatever comes up. This has been another installation of this podcast. A little alarm going off. Yeah, it's been good talking to you, man. All right, brother. Talk to you.